0: In the context where people are worried about, you know, you've got this massive hike in national insurance, you've got massive energy prices, you've got, you know, the threat of war, you've got global climate, really, come on, you're telling me that people are going to be turning out to vote for an arcane governance um, convention?
1: I'm Neil Maggs, and this is Bristol Unpacked, speaking to fascinating Bristolians on topics where others may fear to tread. Brought to you by the city's community-owned media, the Bristol Cable. Hello, welcome back to Bristol Unpacked. This is going to be a little bit different, as it will, in the next three or four episodes because we have a referendum on. Yes, we are going to vote on May the 5th for the future of Bristol's politics, Do we scrap a mayoral system in favour of a committee system, or do we keep it? Let's give some context to this. In 2012, Bristol was the only city in the UK to vote for a directly elected mayor. And when I do say Bristol, it wasn't many of us. It was only 24% turnout. 53% voted for the mayor. So, what many saw as wasted years of council infighting, wanting strong leadership and overall political control. This was replaced by another form of council infighting, fighting, though, um, where people see too much control and too much leadership in the hands of Mayor George Ferguson and now Mayor Marvin Rees. So the opposition councillors from the Greens, the Lib Dems and the Tories all banded together to secure a referendum to decide what we do. And the vote is A, we keep the system, and people supporting it say it's vital to getting stuff done and having recognisable leadership across the country and internationally. Opponents say it's fundamentally undemocratic. Too much power in the hands of one person, and councillors are being ignored. Other people want to vote for the committee system, where councillors will be heard and there will be proportional representation on committees. And they say that power and decision making will be kind of devolved and will be shared. Critics say this will lead to complete deadlock. No clear leadership, no decision-making. There is some different positions in different political parties, though, that we need to add that. A big question remains, does anyone really care? Not many people are talking about this on the doorstep, but it does matter because your city and your community will be affected because, in effect, how power is wielded and money spent will be decided. So... You can find out all about all this if you listen to us. Also, the cable will be doing other kind of things related to the mayoral referendum. But for now, have a listen, make your mind up. Hopefully it will be interesting, hopefully a bit entertaining and it will shed some light on what you might decide to do on the referendum on May the 5th. In this week's episode of Bristol Unpacked, we talk to Paul Hassan who is somebody who has worked in the community and third sector in Bristol for a number of years, formerly of Ujima Radio, Locality, Vosker, who recently took a position at Ashley Community Housing, and is a big, big supporter of the mayoral system. So he will be putting forward his opinion on why he thinks that's the way that Bristol needs to go. Enjoy. And you're here uh, to talk about the uh, mayoral referendum. And you're you're not a politician, uh, but you are somebody that's you've been in and around politics, haven't you? Uh, you know, flirted around it for for a long time. Uh, but you're kind of really known for your role in the sort of community sector, the third sector. You've worked for for Vosker, for Locality, um, also a director at Eugene Radio. And currently, uh, relatively recently, we're working for as a, a, a regional manager for Ashley Housing. Um, uh, uh, for me, I guess what I'm interested in first of all is what, what's what's the kind of broad view uh, in the in the in this referendum of sort of anchor organisations, third sector charities in the city about the mayoral referendum. Where, where do they where do they stand on it?
0: Yeah, I, I suppose I'm not here to represent them and their opinions on this. I, I guess I can reflect on some of the discussions I've had with with the, those community organisations, and the one of the general sort of prevailing views is that um, they welcome the the need to have um, clarity um, in ca- not just council leadership but but funding bodies, other organisations they need to to work with. Um, they find it really useful to 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 have a point of 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 entry in terms of discussion, and having clarity on on decision making and 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 who's making those decisions, um, as well. So, I, I wouldn't if you did necessarily- a poll,
1: if you, I know you're not you're not necessarily can speak you know officially on behalf. But if if you did a you know you've worked with most in the city in in most areas of the city, if you did a kind of straw poll or a kind of guess where most opinion would 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 lay. You know, in a kind of percentage sense, for, for pro or against, what what would your
0: well? Feeling I, again, like? I'm not I'm not necessarily going to be drawn on that. What I would say is, if you put out a poll, um, uh, what you would get back would be people would not want to see a council going back to prevarication, um, endless machination and deliberation, and no clear decision making. And you can draw what conclusion you would from that, uh, I guess.
1: And that is your, your and your personal view is that you are quite. Um, you know, you're quite strongly very much in favour of, of keeping the, the current system.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, yes, because it's a binary choice. We either choose to have the continuation of the elected mayor, or we go back to the committee system. Those are the only two options on the ballot paper. I mean, like like all elections, and I guess Brexit suffered from that as well, isn't it? There's nuance and complexity behind that vote. So for me, you know, it's a, it's in an iteration. I think it's important that we learn from the process of having an elected mayor. There are certain things that I think were real, really positives from both um, both from Mayor Ferguson and, and from Mayor Reese. Um, um, but also, there, there are things that we need to think about and, and learn and and um, and consider how that could kind of add value and build the next version of the of the mayor. We've only had two mayors. Um, you know, it's still a relatively uh, untested um, form of governance in the city. Well, it
1: seems to be doing around a bit in the certainly on social media in the pro mayoral campaign. Is there is a bit of a yeah, but you know, we can change this and change that. Let's not panic and, and, and fully opt out. We are able to, you know, almost stay and reform seems to be the line. So there is some acceptance that it, it's not perfect, it's not a utopian. There are things that do need um, to change. What what, what what So, what would they be for you, Paul?
0: Well, I mean, I, I think we need to think about how we involve um, councillors more. I mean, I would have been of the view of cutting the number of councillors in Bristol, frankly. I mean, I know George, uh, while he was mayor, was looking at cutting the number down from 70 down down to a smaller number to increase that kind of accountability uh, and also better competition um, uh, amongst uh, uh, councillors. Um, uh, but there's definitely a conversation about how we focus the role that they may have as ca- as councillors because the the localism legislation was quite did necessarily address how councillors could play um uh, a stronger role to support the mayoral model. So I think there's there's definitely more to be done there. there, and there's obviously a conversation. The links to that are around scrutiny and accountability, which I know a lot of the people who are against the mayoral model are, are, are strong on. And, and I concede that those are issues that need to be looked at. But I'd also go beyond that as well. I mean, I think there is a role for wider community sector um, to be involved in in city decision making at a neighbourhood level um, across communities of communities of interest. I know that um and we've had experiments there on things like the citizen assembly which again were um sponsored by the mayor and um, supported by was it was a really great example of bipartisanship as well Paul rock and, and Asher craig developed the citizens assembly which i think was a really great um example of of citizen participatory democracy and there's more to be i think gained from building on that councilors aren't the that you know aren't necessarily the
1: vanguard to for community voice there are other avenues
0: yeah i mean clearly they have a voice and they are elected, etc. But they are, like, and I, hopefully most of them would 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 recognise that they 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 aren't the only voice, and their role is as much about convening other community organisations you know, that operate within their wards and across the city, um, and amplifying that voice rather than necessarily feeling that it, it is purely their opinion, that that is the only thing that people want to hear for, for their, their term of office. Do you think
1: that happens, though, Paul? Do you think, I mean, I I, I I sense some frustration from you um uh, in 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 conversations i've seen you have play out on social media that this has even come to a vote
0: oh i'm very very frustrated with it i mean i think it's a real act of self indulgence for the um uh, for the councillors in the with all of the big challenges we've got in the city, you know, housing, the climate emergency, um, you know, coming out of the challenges of the pandemic. I, I just, I was absolutely gobsmacked when the councillors voted for um, a, a, a referendum, which is going to cost to the tune of, of 750,000, 800,000. I, I know people have questioned that number, but it was a number that was met, I've heard between 600 and, and 800. Yeah. And certainly, an amount of money that could have been, could have really uh, enhanced and the other things I've just been talking about rather than a referendum that nobody wants. You know, nobody in Bristol wants this outside of, the, of small groups. Well, that's of kind counselors. of my question,
1: really. When you just said earlier about, you know, hopefully councillors have an awareness that the, they're there to elevate voices and to, to, to raise. Um, Uh, you know people from the community and organizations do you feel this isn't this is nothing about this then this is just about um, themselves and and, and politicians position in in the chamber this is not about communities and that's that's just a that that, that's just a smokescreen for what is essentially a, a kind of political argument amongst politicians
0: Uh, I I do think that. I mean, you know, just listening to the actual debate that led to the vote at full council meeting, I didn't really get a sense that people were thinking about what the existential challenges facing the city were, uh, both globally uh, locally, um, and our relationship with Westminster and external funders. None of those conversations came up, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of issues which, which are raised, which were kind of critical of the personalities of, of both um, George and Marvin. Um, and, and so I didn't really feel it was a, a kind of a big conversation looking at this new model of governance that have come at, has come out in terms of a number of people who've, who've been in favour of, of a return um, to the, to the community. More
1: personal this is more personal than political then perhaps
0: you know I mean you know w- the 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 personal is political, I guess, to some extent. Um, I'm sure people will will say that they genuinely want to see this this um, uh, committee system uh, uh, back, um, and, and there's clear reasons with it. And there are obviously many councillors feel aggrieved in terms of how they perceive that they have been um, uh, their their role as they feel has been diminished under both um, Georgia and Marvin. And so, but I think that really is, has, has fueled a lot of this. So there's a lot of resentment um, there. How le- how legitimate is that for you? Because um, that I
1: mean that is that is the, the, the people that we've interviewed so far that are wanting to you know wanting to move away from the marrow model. That is the that's their kind of experience, feeling that they are they aren't being listened to, they are shut out. I mean, and and, and so how, how much uh, how much of that grievance is legitimate for you?
0: I'm, I'm sure. You know, some of those issues are, are legitimate, and as, as I said right at the start, I'm not saying let's just stick with exactly what we've had. You know, we we have we've iterated, we've learned, and and I think a better and more enhanced role for councillors and improving and enhancing scrutiny is, I think, something that we absolutely have to consider as part of 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 the mayoral model 2.0. If we win this this referendum, retain the model, I I think that goes without saying from my point of view. Um, but I just feel self indulgent to when there are so many other challenges in the city right now for councillors to for us to effectively have what feels like to me a very uh, regressive and retrospective um, discussion um, that feels like it's a million miles away from the concerns of people in Bristol on the estate of Harcliffe or in a city Bristol um, and the business community here as well I've not heard and I, I do um, still engage with, with community organisations I've not heard any anyone on the street or in the pub talk about this referendum and talk about how important it is all this. So pleased that uh, that this has happened. You, you've
1: not. I mean, Alex Hartley it, it insisted to me that the Liberal Democrat uh, councillor who, who brought forward the motion that on the doorstep, uh, everyone is uh, talking about wanting to get rid of the mayoral system when he's been
0: door knocking. Well, I mean, I'd like to see the evidence for that. Frankly, I've seen no evidence and obviously to an extent, we'll see what happens on the actual turnout for the vote. I suspect it will be a low turnout. Um, I'm not, I, 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 I move across the city and, and I've talked to people involved in this campaign and I honestly have not picked that up at all so um yeah i i'd I'd be interested to hear where that
1: does take you into you know i I hate the phrase but deprivation areas of the city you know the council estates in north and south of bristol your work had does take you there communicating and talking to people to get a kind of broader sense of, of 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 opinion
0: yeah absolutely it it does you know and um as i said i, I think that the real issues people are picking up are the are the consequences of austerity the consequences of the pandemic for them both from a health perspective and employment you know i picked up issues around the climate emergency and 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 the need to do more on that agenda um picked up the need to do more on 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 trans, transport you know those so these are, the are the key issues out.
1: yeah the key issues that people care about and this is about pro this is about process you you are you're not a party political person but you are you know a political animal you're known for being in you know various uh, you know you know kind of boards and meetings you know somebody's always been sort of proactive in in um you know being around kind of decision making in the in the city um is there a part of you that's kind of frustrated that the Green Party is shot is kind of sh- could potentially be shooting themselves in the foot? Because you could argue with with uh, with Mayor Marvin Rees announcing that he's standing down and Labour having to you know it, it, having to bring forward a new candidate, the Greens you know doing relatively well last time, are in quite a strong position that actually they could be shooting themselves in the foot and have you know a, a big major player in, in in politics in in the country in Bristol. They, I mean, they could win it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I was a bit surprised, to be absolutely honest with you. I mean, I am, as you said right at the start, I'm not a party political person, but obviously I'm interested in engaged in politics and I engage with politicians because that's part of the work I do with community organisations. I mean, obviously the Greens have done incredibly well in Bristol um, over the last few years, you know, going from just a couple of seats, uh, you know, a decade or so ago to, to becoming, you know, getting close to to becoming a a, a, um, a majority force on the council. Um, I was really impressed by the campaign that um, Sandy ran as the Green Party uh, candidate. And, you know, despite um a lot of um of predictions uh you know which was saying that that part that the campaign would run out of steam he did incredibly well and got got effectively um to the second um to the runoff position um with Mayor Reece and um, and did very did very well I mean for me the greens you know really from a strategic point of view I think there was a real opportunity there if if they had uh, stuck with that model um to do the kind of thing that they've they've done in places like freeburg you know where a Green leader, um, Green directly elected mayor leadership there uh, was responsible for really driving some quite radical change. So you I know, found that's it kind quite of my surprising. point strategically. Strategically, is it strategically inept? You know, you're you're a shrewd operator. For you, do you think it is? Yeah, I mean, that's down to them. I'm not a Green Party member. I, You know, I, I support many of their policies. I, I've got great relations with many of the Green councillors. Um, you know, I was just surprised, um, to be honest, that, that that was the case, as you rightly said, despite maybe some of the antagonisms they've had with the current mayor. Uh, as you as you said earlier on, he isn't going to be a candidate to the next election. There would have been an opportunity to build on the really uh, strong base that they've had. And potentially, the Greens could have seen, um, you know, potentially the opportunity to lead a major major core city in the UK, which I think would have um, uh, eclipsed uh, Caroline Lucas's success and really put them on the national map as well as uh, given the opportunity to try out their their, their, their thinking on a local level. So I, I found it quite surprising, frankly, that they did it. But that's their choice. It's, it's a democratic party and the councillors um, obviously felt that they, they made the right call. So for me, Bristolians voted for the two candidates that went through to the runoff. Both were very strongly supporting the idea of the model and with, with reform or, or changes um, and adaptations So you should be confident, there. then, Paul. You should be welcoming this opportunity to
1: go back to the people and, and, and ask them again. You know, it's ten years on. It was a very low turnout before. We, as you just said, the two uh, candidates that in the in the in the Meryl race that that did well we, we never spoke about getting rid of it. Surely you should be confident going into this. This shouldn't be something that.
0: Well, you know, it, it's it's kind of pop. You know I, I mean, I think you know the 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 history of referendum <laughs> in in this country has not been great, has it? I mean the brexit referendum was hardly uh, a a burning example of bringing the country together and examining nuance and complexity um you know um so so I'm not clear myself whether you know a binary vote on on options you know which actually appeared to be very complex you know convoluted and and very sort of um, esoteric i guess for most people you know i mean even people who support the committee system struggle to explain exactly where accountability would lie in, in it as well so taking that onto the doorstep um, in the context where people are worried about you know you've got this massive hike in national insurance you've got massive energy prices you've got you know the threat of war you've got global climate, really, come on, you're telling me that people are going to be turning out to vote for an arcane governance um, convention. You know, it just... Shouldn't you is, be frustrated?
1: Shouldn't you be, it, you know, you are somebody that that is, uh, you know, evangelicals are probably a bit strong, but you're very much in favour of the mayoral model. I know you always have been. Uh, and... um should your should your frustrations and, and, and anger, if that's not too strong, rather than being directed at the Liberal Democrats for bringing forward the motion or the Green Party for voting for it, for the Labour administration for not being good enough at politics to actually take us to this place where people feel so frustrated and council so sure that they've actually decided to do away with the role? I mean, surely you should be angry with them.
0: Well, you know, everyone takes, everyone has to take a, a share of responsibility. Well, they haven't taken um, any
1: responsibility though, Paul, have they? That, you know, there's been no statement of, of realisation that actually, oh, maybe we could have done this or we could have been more collegiate. You know, there is there is zero responsibility.
0: As I said, that, that's for them. I'm not a Labour Party member or part of the Labour Party leadership. Maybe no, you I, can I, have I, a I, view about how, how, how we've come to this point. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. I, I do think that, you know, I, my view has always been with with um, politics and policy is you do have to look in the mirror. I I don't think it's helpful just to blame someone else or, or another group for, for um, where we've got to. So I, I think it's quite right for... Um Politicians across the the board also to look in the mirror and consider why they've created um, an environment for for this um, vote to take place. Just as you know, conservatives and and, and Labour politicians who supposedly supported the European Union have to take their fair share of the reason for why the Brexit vote was a taken yeah, and b not
1: And in this instance, perhaps the you know the Liberal Democrats need to have some self awareness, divorcing what is the what is the an emotional reaction to being shut out, and what is what is about the betterment for the city, Perhaps the Labour administration need to reflect on on why this has come about and the role that they've played
0: in it but I don't see any
1: consideration or any awareness or or humility
0: about that Mm. Um, perhaps I mean I guess and interestingly though I mean that in also doesn't bode well for this idea of collaborative <laughs> working across parties does it that the, the those who, who support the uh, the committee system say will it will emerge as a result of, of of moving away from the mayoral model you know i mean the 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 atmosphere i mean councillors it, it does feel to me it's a lot more fractious the, than it, than than it has been in in years gone by i'm not massively convinced i mean listening to full council meetings they are quite fractious occasions um, will that- that,
1: will they turn the guns on themselves? If you remove, say, say, say that you do lose, and the Merrill model is done away with, and it's almost like the, the anything but but Marvin coalition doesn't have anything to to hook their frustrations on. Could you see the guns turning on each other after? Well, in the committee you know, system? I mean, th-
0: this is the problem when you when you get behind a binary choice. And I, I've seen everyone from sort of anarchist Bristol, uh, this sort of um, Bristolian, through to the Tories, all talking with this kind of dewy-eyed <laughs> sense of nostalgia about the committee system. In, in the in the late nineties, you know, um, where, whereas I can't remember looking back because I've been in Bristol since the eighty seven or so, and I remember that that time, and I can't see any examples digging back from some old yellowing <laughs> papers, manifesto papers, and and, 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 and people talking ab- about
1: circus. I mean, there, a, there is also you, you are right, and, and I was around there as well, but there is also a kind of a slight myth that nothing ever happened in Bristol since the mayor, you know you've got cabot circus we've had the redevelopment of the docks we've had you know the galleries you know you know there's there has been things have happened haven't they Housing, so th- th- you know? things
0: things have happened but you know they they happened slowly um the the you know did lots of decision making was was quite fractious um you know i mean i think you know so you had that i mean obviously you had that period of time coincided with a strong labor majority so that probably helped drive decision-making through it also was under the time of the Labour government when there was a lot of money available for regeneration and a lot more support than there currently is, you know, since we've had sort of decades of austerity since then. So there were other factors at play there, I think, to be absolutely fair. The idea that we would return to that you know, committee structure, which which I think actually doesn't really, it isn't really clear who takes responsibility for a decision. Because as you said, you've got an alliance there of people who say, yeah, they're all really um, in favour of what they don't want. But when it comes down to supporting, uh, you know, how the committee system would operate, difficult decisions, uh, the the committees would have to drive through, working out how that Oh, how those decisions cut across uh, decision making across the council, not just in the in the individual committees that might work. And people taking responsibility for those difficult decisions. Now, in that situation, who would take this responsibility? Would it be the would it be the chair of the committee? Would it be the leader of the council? Would it be the biggest group or the or the or the or the major party in a coalition? It's really unclear to know who would take responsibility there.
1: I guess my only real pushback to that would be um, there probably wasn't much of a mandate for it. <clears throat> excuse me, in the first place, it was obviously like I think it's twenty four um, percent turnout, and you know it, was, it wasn't much. It wasn't much in it really. It was like you know fifty fifty five fifty six percent I think in favour. So you could argue that really, did the people of Bristol really know it was kind of sneaked in through the back door? I certainly can't remember there being much publicity about it at the time, and unless you were really in political circles. So what's wrong with, I guess what's wrong with going back and just asking again?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, to be fair, if they did something like to say, look, let's look at, at the successes and and maybe the deficiencies in the model, let's set up a commission bringing in, you know, people from all the different political parties, business community to, to assess that with a view that there would be a kind of a, 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 a much clearer thought through assessment of that, I'd probably be more in favour of that as a way forward. I, I think the real concern I've got is this idea that we're, as I said, we're voting for a Thing that's still developing and, and it had to develop through the, this difficult political time and the pandemic, as I've just explained. And this thing, which for me feels like it's the worst option in the context of modern governance of local authority and all of those local authorities have got it.
1: this is the advert bit again if you want to fast forward please do so bristol cable we are in need of more members we want to sustain our public model of ownership and we want to use it to talk about interesting things in the city controversial things challenging topics that's online this podcast in the newspaper and events that we do all across the board so please check out the website and if you want to chuck some money in and become a member of the bristol cable that would be brilliant back to the chat
0: My worry about going back and losing the mayor is that you haven't got that pivotal position. And the danger is you'll have a leader that's going to be focused on internal city hall discussions. Not, because not, of not, course, looking, not looking out. No, yeah. because that person is going to be selected by a clique within their particular political group, aren't they? I mean, we're still probably going to end up with a hung councillor or, you know. No, or, I mean, that, or not, does, not that still control. does
1: happen with mayoral candidates. They are still selected by their party aren't they but they're actually like,
0: voted on by hundreds of thousands of people in bristol you know so absolutely they're selected but i think there's a degree of and if you looked at the recognition people like george and even marvin have a huge degree like in the 70s yeah, part, and 80s
1: now, i want to talk a bit about i, I will just part of that for one second about visibility because i want to get onto that i just want to nail this thing around third sector organizations now, well whilst that is probably uh, you know and possibly all true um, is there also a danger and has there been a danger that uh, you, you know, organisations in the city don't really want to rock the boat or don't really want to be critical of, of the mayor, either mayor, George Ferguson or Marvin Reese, because they kind of hold the purse strings a little bit for for funding or, or
0: for, for, for influence. And there, there's been a slightly kind of hand-to-mouth relationship I, I really haven't seen any evidence of that in terms of the conversations I've had, both on the um, transport um, board where where, where I, I spent some time, um, and I'm, I mean obviously I've only got the first meeting of the Homes and Communities board. But if I was just specifically to give that because you, you know you touched on those criticism, I mean you looked at the people around the room: Alex Riggs, um, you know from Surrey, um, uh, Matthew Hollinsworth from um, uh, Acon, and um, uh, there's I can't remember the person now who leads the private rented. Um, uh, representation none of those people um, I, I, you know <laughs> felt to me like they were there to just to kind of um, uh, to, 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 to 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 work on a grace and favor basis they were there with with something to contribute obviously because they were coming with a particular perspective but because also they were looking at, at how their particular perspective could help shape a a a better um, city narrative and and could get the kind of the big issues addressed and and looked at
1: yeah I, I get that but I think- think that the, the, i'm on a sort of the wider relationship and i think there, there was there was certainly from some conversations i had with with, with some people around the election time there was some there was a little bit of pressure um from the for the current mayoral team to you know to, to to put your mask out and say oh, i am in support you know put put a video up and things like that and and they, i think one of,
0: i think a couple of organizations got in trouble for it mm. Well, so,
1: so, I, so that's that's, 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 a, that's a sort of a yeah. S- a I, I guess so, situation. That, that's
0: that's politics, isn't it? So people will make an ask. I mean, personally, I've never been pressured to do anything at all that I didn't believe in or didn't fit either the work I was doing with community organisations or certainly currently with refugees and asylum seekers. So no one has ever put me under that pressure. I pretty much always voiced my my opinions. Um, you know, I've supported, for example, the the, the arena um, being located uh, near Temple Quarter, and um, that was my that didn't necessarily chime with with the the current um, administration and we 've had discussions about that, but that never led to me being frozen out or, or, or not engaged i mean in terms of the the voluntary third sector then there was a great piece of work the black Southwest Network led, led on in terms of designing a new social reality which was around the sector recovering from covid and coming together in a new way to think about how it could work together how equality organizations could get a greater voice and again i didn 't uh, get the Sense that at any point that anything coming out of that report or some of the thinking um, was, you know, had to coincide necessarily with with that of the administration. You so having a
1: strong counter view, uh, or, or or maybe not your politics not being uh, labour. You know, it's a labour administration and a labour mayor. It, it won't have any influence or impact. I, I I I wonder if if the CEO of Creative Youth Network feels like that. Um, with the current situation around the funding being blocked.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, obviously he's so. not the chief exec there anymore. He's not the chief executive. now, no, but obviously you, you, just you to you give some context to that. Yeah. You'd, you'd have to ask him that, that question. I mean, I saw the statement. Just to give from- some
1: context to that so people may not know. So the the the, 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 the um, former, uh, up until very recently, uh, CEO of Crow Youth Network, Sandy Hall Riven, did stand for the Green Party. Uh, and uh, that they they had i think something like six million pound that was ref- refused or was blocked by Bristol City council in the, the last couple of weeks um and the Weka mayor uh, Dan Norris came out and said he was appalled by that and there are accusations being levied that this is a this is a personal thing and this is a, a, this is an example of what happens if you don't you know if you come up against the um Come up against the the, the the current mayor.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, mate, you know, I mean, I I I don't know. Obviously, because I've not been party to any of those discussions. It, it, you know, it, as it happens, that CYN is now led by a different person and it's got a board, you know, for you know, really talented board of, of folks. So I, I wouldn't necessarily put those two things together at all. I mean, I know that the, the problem with not not just this decision, but lots of discussions we've had in the city is sometimes I, I think people forget that we're in uh, a period of, of of horrendous austerity and there's been severe cuts, um, you know, placed on the council. It's got massive pressures in the context of adult social care and trying to, you know, ensure, you know, as I said earlier, in the context of the third sector where equalities-led organisations, black-led organisations have historically been underfunded, to what extent they're also getting their fair share of the cake. So I don't think it's straightforward. Uh, let's talk about the visibility
1: of uh, of the mayor, of leadership. Um, I, I, I think you'd be of the view that probably Bristol is is on the map now, that you know, more than it probably ever has been. And I think even, I can't remember what the actual, you probably know what the... The, the consultation was that one of the positives that was highlighted as a consultation was that people do know who the mayor is more. You know, there is name recognition, and you can kind of hook things onto one kind of person. You said I read in your uh, little your article in the, in the in the fantastic Fishponds voice. Oh yes, uh, yeah, and um, you talked about uh, being on the national and global stage from Kampala to Los Angeles, um, which I think you know is you know in many regards that's great. But aren't people and voters in the city more concerned about you know? kings down to lawrence western you know education yeah. bins housing yeah. you know yeah. are, are we really interested
0: in these big global vanity vanity projects well you 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 know that you just added something pejorative there vanity projects i don't think those things are mutually exclusive you know there was an old adage from the 70s and 80s wasn't there think global act local you know i, I think it's really great that um you know you know that the mayor Rees is on the global migration panel and is able to have conversations. You know, as a peer with the mayor of of Milan, the mayor of Kampala, the mayor of Freetown, the mayor of Los Angeles. Who and all of course, sit, they all
1: came to Bristol, didn't they? For the global they all came Mail to the global yeah.
0: uh, parliament. I mean, I was able to when when I ran my event for uh, the the um, the uh, the report that we were doing via ChangeMakers um, for the refugee. Um, Organisations. I mean, we were able to get these messages of solidarity from the mayor of Kampala and the mayor of Milan to, to recognise the work in Bristol. And, you know, I, I think that's a good thing. I think it's good that Bristol is able to have those conversations in the context of ev- what people are saying, you know, I mean, that's from the Greens to the Conservatives in the context of global Britain, you know, post-Brexit or the Greens in terms of recognising that, you know, the climate change and the consequences of that in terms of the economy and et cetera is a global issue. So Bristol having that conversation as a major city with other cities, I think, is, a, is, is of huge value. And that does in no way means that you can't also take action in those neighborhoods, neighborhoods I've been working with myself. In fact, I think having that relationship, and I think it's really important for Bristol um, that it's. Marvin learning. was quite critical of George for that, though. It, when
1: you know, when he was campaigning, remember the campaign saying that he's spending all his time in China, all these global summits. And what we really want to be doing is, you know, getting into the into inner city neighborhoods, into the into the sort of estates of the city and make shift and change. And you, you could argue that Marvin's done. A lot more of that global stuff than than George, which maybe is surprising. For, I mean, for, you know, I'm people. probably
0: in a tiny Venn diagram, uh, you know, because I was a big supporter of George and what George did, and and I'm also support a lot of the things that, that Marvin has been doing in 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 his work, um, you know, and I think you know, you, you know, um, George definitely put. Brits, you know, Bristol on the map globally and he's done a lot of work subsequently working and talking about city regeneration etc and I think it, you know Marvin's done it in a slightly different way in the context of migration and some of the issues around equality and race equality there that he's championed the, the mayor got criticized for I think he was in Toronto doing a TED talk last week
1: mm. um, and got criticized for doing that saying why, why are you jet-setting around the world when you should be focused on what's happening here is that people being sort of petty and small-minded yeah, and, I mean you know maybe I, I jealous I, maybe even jealous I don't know well,
0: I I don't know. I mean, the reality is, I think if you analyse what people like, Either George or Marvin or other people working in this thing, you know, I think it's not as if they jet off somewhere and sit by the beach and, and pina coladas. You know, you, you're going there on on what is quite a a you know you know quite highly pressurized series of discussions, um, and then they're over, and then you have to come straight back, and then you've you've got a young family as as, as current mayor has has gone. And another thing, so I don't think it's as glamorous as people um, make out, frankly. And uh, you know, I think it's really important that Bristol is involved in these global. Um, conversations. Uh, you know, I think there's some really, you know, and what we're seeing in the context of what we're seeing currently in the war of Ukraine, the idea that you, we can just shut ourselves away in the city and just focus on parochial things is 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 not really going to be helpful. So do you
1: think people, There's there's a lot of people that have come, I mean, you know, you're from Van Cardiff originally, but you came to Bristol in the, the early 80s. Is that right? Yeah. So you've been in the city a long time, you yeah. know, almost to, to, to be considered an honorary Bristolian, I, I, would, <laughs> I would suggest. <laughs> it's no it's a narrow gate, Paul, you know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that, that actually, that, there are a lot of people that have come to the city, particularly in the last sort of decade, uh, and a lot are engaged, you know, in politics. Um, But there are a lot of people that probably are in the get rid of the mayoral um. Campaign as politicians or or, or, not, or not as politicians that probably weren't around to see an alternative mm. to this.
0: Mm. I mean,
1: I, I, including to, Alex Harley, who's only 26 years yeah, of age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and people, I mean, yeah. I've got
0: two thoughts on that. I mean, one is I'm not, obviously, you know, people weren't around, you know, because they, some of them were in school or they were in other parts of the country. And, and many of the people. You're old, have, you're old, man. I'm, old. I'm basically old, it? so I've been around. So, you know, so I've seen it, you know, and I've seen it look close up. And, and, and frankly, it just didn't work, it didn't deliver for the city. So so I suppose I've got that direct experience. I'm also listening to colleagues working you know, in Brighton and Sheffield who are saying the, this is not working. And we're obviously hearing testimony from South, South Gloss um, ar- around why they did what they did. So, um, but for me, um, the great thing about Bristol and why I came here and stayed here is, you know, it, it is a welcoming city in the context of, you know, you are judged by what you do rather than who you are or where you're from. And even yeah. me coming from yeah. Cardiff, you know, supporting <laughs> Cardiff City, obviously, I have to keep that um, quiet in certain parts of the city. But, um, you know, I, I think there is a welcome there. And I think, you know, people like Alex and, and others, I mean, it's great having young people and Lily who got elected and Marley quite recently from the different political parties. I think it's fantastic that the city is electing people in their 20s and and they they want to engage in, in civic debate and discussion. You know, many people who've come to, to Bristol over the last um, five and 10 years are having families here, etc. And so are really kind of investing in the city and want to see it good. So I, I'm not, of the school of thought to say, oh, you know, if you haven't been here forever. What do you
1: know? You weren't around in the bad days. (laughs) No, no. But, but they haven't got, but they also don't know the alternative though.
0: Well, you know, I mean, you know, they, 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 you know, I'm sure sure everyone who's looking at this is, 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 is is making a a judgment on what they think is right um, about it. I just, personally think on this issue that uh, that they're wrong and I'm not saying uh, also well, this is a difficult thing with a binary vote isn't it and I'm not saying they're completely wrong and I'm completely right far from it how can we guarantee there will be some changes you will start yeah, to, if yeah, you're, if you're, you I, might
1: be a green green, you might have voted green you said yourself you voted for different parties and different yes. things. you might have voted for a green councillor and a Labour mayor, and been like, well, I quite like my local councillor to have a, have a say on on these things. How can yeah, we ensure yeah. that? I guess that can happen, and and I, and I sort of repeat the question, Richard: what, what why is it taken to to, to this? Uh, you know, uh, to, to get to this point for, for people to start even suggesting that, because I haven't heard that being said much no, before. No,
0: I mean, um, I, it's difficult. I, I think that, A, we've come out of a really difficult time over the last, you know, without using that as an excuse. But, you know, the reality is we've had this pandemic, which has really driven a coach and horses through everything. I think that's been really difficult, really challenging. I think the, the, the level and the depth of austerity coming out of that has made, you know, maybe some of the kind of conversations we would have liked to have had. In in terms of thinking harder and deeper on, on governance, less accessible than they were. To be fair, we have had very strong conversations on one-city approach and the way that's worked and things like the Citizen Assembly, which was really successful. So I think those things have happened. There's recommendations coming out of that. Um, you know, I, I would I, I haven't come across anyone in the on the pro-mayor side who said we shouldn't consider how best we, we, we take forward um, reforms and take on board you know, um, uh, concerns People have uh, around um, in- increasing the kind of the the um, the, the accountability of, of that model as well. So some people would suggest that mayor of of isn't. accountable to the people of Bristol, and I, for me, for me, that is a, a kind of a higher uh, role. So that mayor has to stand and and, and you know resp- come back to the people of Bristol and say, "This is what I've des- delivered. This is my record. Do you you know? Can you give me a, a second mandate?" And I think that's for me, that's that's a higher democratic sort of um, uh, 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 you know test than 30 or so councillors deciding, you know, on, on a wet Wednesday, we'll have her or him uh, as our leader, only to find that her or him disappoint. You know, within a few months and are ousted. Therefore, you don't have that relationship with external funders. You don't have that relationship with government. You know, um, you don't have that relationship with international um, uh, people as well. And and you lose the opportunity to kind of just build that medium to long term kind of um, relationship, which is key to actually getting stuff done, getting getting policies passed. Cha- you know, addressing some of these big issues. Sixteen thousand. And people on home choice, the climate emergency. You know, this is what we need. We need to have that um, that consistency. And I, I'm just not convinced. So frankly. That leads us decision
1: making. We're gonna have to wrap up. Maybe decision making, strong leadership, um, getting stuff done uh, quicker is more important than the kind of building a consensus. And more is more important than process. And however democratic or not democratic that is. I I personally don't think I I I,
0: I don't think they're mutually exclusive, frankly. I mean if you're gonna get Important things tackled like the housing crisis, like the climate image, You do need to build, you know, uh, confidence and support to the community sector, the different um, different communities across uh, the city, as well as as communities of interest in nationally and internationally. So you, you know, I mean, I've seen some of that stuff on Twitter, Putin and North Korea, and it, it frankly, it's offensive. You know, I mean, yeah,
1: what I think do you we think live- about that? Yeah, that, that, it's South America Latin American kleptocracy. We've had Putin, we've had King uh,
0: Korea, North. Korea? I, I think it's really sad and, and I think I worry about the kind of the level of debate. People need to sometimes just wind their neck in a bit and realise actually, you know, it's really tough to go into politics. It's really tough to put your neck on the line. Do you think there is the a line. fair
1: bit of that then, Paul? Do you think there is a fair bit of, of I don't know how to call it what it is. Is there you know, masked as as criticism? And I don't mean just, you know, I don't mean cancer specifically, but just anybody. Is, is there a fair amount of uh, over or, or unconscious racism directed at, at marvin and asher and it's and, and it's, I, I, you know i, 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 call I it what it I,
0: is i think that's pretty clear i mean you just have to look at their post back they get messages they get and and you know in one case is you know murder threats outside the the the, the door the front door of, of the current mayor you know <laughs> i don't think you can argue about that it is a fact basically you know and i think i'm not uh, pointing out that anyone individually from you know the the campaign um you know uh, thinks that I just think that's the environment we have and I think if we're talking if you know if you go to the core of what their arguments are which is saying they want participation they want more um, people involved they want diversity they have to create They everyone is responsible for this and it's that's you know to create we want to create a non-toxic environment where people can put themselves forward they can say things which may be unpopular they can be from different types of communities we need to wrap up thank you very much for, for your time most appreciated
1: um um, and I got, are you going to be door knocking for this or, or not? I'm doing that media. You do do a bit of that, don't you? You do a bit. I, of that I, I did. To,
0: yeah. I did during the referendum to Brexit restroom. I haven't done any of that just because I've got quite a lot um, in terms of my work with refugees. at The moment with Ukraine and, and everything else is taking a lot of my time. I am doing media um, on this as well. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm. I. I I I don't know to be honest with you. It is it is a bit difficult, and and obviously I think going back to my to my earlier point as well, it is it's quite a tough one to get involved with. It's quite easy to 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 get burnt on places like Twitter, and you have to think about what you're trying to do in terms of your life and your day job as well. Particularly if you're not a, a, a politician, you know. So I, I probably have to balance all those things out. But at the end of the day, I am a kind of political animal, I guess, and I do really believe that Bristol um, should. Uh, retain the mayor with all of those improvements and changes I mentioned. So, you know, I I probably will end up knocking doors. I I, I love to, you know, hear what ordinary Bristolians have got to say anyway. I, I, I love doing that, so I probably will great i bet you i bet you're on
1: you probably get through about three doors in a day don't you for The yeah you've got
0: 20
1: you've got a visit and you've only visited yeah, three yeah, or four yeah, they, yeah,
0: yeah. they say you shouldn't spend more than 30 seconds but <laughs> yeah. I, I, I during brexit i was, people, I was in say I talk, people say i talk too much i, I, think. Yeah, I, yeah, I did yeah, it yeah. At brexit in south mead and i ended up talking like 30 minutes for people who were absolutely <laughs> committed to voting no so i was completely i was really wasting my time but i just love the discussion it's just great to hear what what people have to say so, so and,
1: there and go. uh and yeah and and I very much appreciate your time for this. You know, you aren't a politician and you've given up your time to talk to us and and that's great. So, um, yeah, uh, well, I was going to say good luck. Uh, May the best team win.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Many thanks to Paul Hassan for joining us on Bristol Unpacked. That's it from us. Uh, Hopefully we've helped you reach a decision maybe you're a bit clearer about what you want to do on May the 5th and we'll be back with a new episode with a fantastic topic and a new guest fairly soon thanks for listening to Bristol unpacked I'm the presenter Neil Mags, and a big thanks to Afra Evans our audio editor Adam Cantwell Corn, our executive producer and Blue Dot for our music